This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. What size you are, we go through um, this type of journey with body acceptance because what society tells us through media is that you need to look a certain way. And this is why it became so important for me to be that like that change or, or that that person to say, hey, this is who I am, this is what I look like, and that's okay, and I'm okay with that. You know, even the most beautiful that you would think are the most beautiful women get heartbroken, don't find love. They have their own issues, right? You see all of these shows like Love Island, even The Bachelor, Bachelorette, beautiful people get their hearts broken every day. Let's take a breath. (sighs) Hey guys, I'm Cindy Litwako and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Welcome. Um, Today, we have Jessica Milagros on the podcast. She is incredible. She was on Big Brother Season 21. So actually, I think she was the first official Big Brother interview that we've had. We had Morgan on, but she was on the internet version. So she was the first one that we've had officially on something to share from the actual TV show, which is exciting. I haven't watched the show in a long time. So it was like really fun for me to get back in it, to get back into all the rules and the gaming. And it's kind of impressive how people are able to play this game, especially the fact for me, Big Brother, the way that they are filmed 24-7. And I know filming on Bachelor is, yes, kind of similar. We're filmed pretty much the entire time we're there, except when we're sleeping or showering. But it seems like with this show, because of the live feeds, you can literally watch them at all hours of the day. It's very unedited. It's very interesting to see different dynamics. And I think it's actually a cool way to see reality TV and to get the full spectrum of people's personalities. I feel like shows like The Bachelor, unfortunately, that kind of is missing from the way that they edit. You don't get to see the full spectrum of people. You get to see their characters or what they are pigeonholed as on the show or what the storyline needs them to be like. And I love that shows like Big Brother stray away from that. Yes, the main show is edited, but I like the other elements of being able to watch basically everything. I think that's where the most interesting part of it all is. So Jessica's awesome. She was on, like I said, Big Brother 21. She made it pretty far and she's also a plus size model and Latina. So she was going into the show knowing all the elements about herself. She wanted to represent being a plus size woman very well, especially when it came to challenges and showing that plus size women can do all of the things just as much as as someone else would be able to do on the show. So she really made a point of being cognizant of that going into filming and competing on the show. So she definitely wanted to show that strong side of herself. I mean, she's run a half marathon. She takes spin class, yoga, all of the incredible things. And I think that she's a great example of looking at body typing differently. I think that naturally a lot of times people pigeonhole body types thinking that they're a certain way or they're maybe not healthy because of curviness, which is absolutely not true. And I love the way that she is breaking down those stereotypes. And she was fully aware of that going onto the show. 
which is another added element of pressure when you're trying to represent all of these aspects of yourself well. And I think she did a great job of that. And she talks about this very um, clearly and makes a lot of sense the way that she describes the pressure that she felt from going on TVS, but also representing a plus size woman because that show has not seen a lot of that. On Big Brother, they're starting to do better with casting and things like that as we're stretching the envelope, but you don't get to see that so much on television. I think I, I love that we're breaking those barriers on what um, we get to see on TV. I mean, even if you think about Bachelor, very rarely has there been even a curvy woman on the show, which is not a great message as far as the show is about falling in love, or in this case, in Big Brother, it's about competing and being a competitor. So there should be all types of aspects of people. I think that we need to keep pushing that envelope even further. And I love that Jessica is definitely someone that does that and does that so well. So she has a lot of great things to offer, especially with the confidence that she shares, not just even as a plus size woman, just like in general, she exudes confidence, especially in the way that she sees her body and talks about her body and just shows up into a room confident. Her energy is just magnetic and beautiful and I think someone that's really great to listen to. So I'm so excited to have her on today. Besides that, my something to share, I wanted to share a little note that I got from follower, a listener. Um, I just thought it was a really positive message. I think we were talking about relationships on my Instagram and she brought up just the idea of relationships and marriage and how successful she's been in that and how much she loves how marriage has shaped her relationship for the better. Because I feel like lately and especially with media and like celebrity couples, all you see is just the negative side of long-term relationships or the breaking down of relationships all the time. You see celebrities getting divorced constantly, breaking up. It's like always in the headlines and I love what she had to say. So I'm just going to read it to you. I'm not going to say her name just for privacy purposes. And I definitely asked her if I could share this and she was more than willing. So here we go. Marriage is absolutely hands down the best decision I've ever made in my life. And I know my husband would say the same. We talk about it constantly that this is the best thing that we've ever done. So I asked her further like what she meant by that because I just feel like marriage is seen as like a burden or just like signing your life away and just like it just seems to have like a lot of negative connotations especially lately so I love what she had to say so she said we both have had rocky past relationships and our fathers passed away in in quite a past so we were honest about all that up front and it gave us a whole new level of respect for each other and just who we are today so the respect is definitely there and our communication is definitely better now than when we were dating and not living together at the time Things just come more naturally now. And I I don't want to sound cheesy, but literally loving him every day and choosing to is just as easy as breathing. Marriage for us is easy and we make it a point to not make it feel hard. Like there's not an option for us. I love that. There are hard things we experience, of course, but we choose not to dwell on those things too long and we lift each other up because we've been through two miscarriages in the season of infertility, but he never puts blame or shame on me and makes sure I get out of those funks when I try to. He lifts me up every day, and though my husband isn't the most romantic, you start to learn the other things that he does that is the most romantic thing he can do, like household chores or even making sure my car runs smoothly, helping my mom out with things like that. There's romance in the little things. He makes me feel cared for every day, and we just really are better friends now. I feel like marriage just does that when you know, okay, I feel completely safe with my person. She said, haha, I can go on and on, but really it strengthens us more than we ever thought it would. He has my back through thick and thin and I have his. Loving him is truly like breathing. Then there's just the, mo- the mundane things in everyday life. Every day is not super magical. 
haha, because that's just life. And if it were, we would be exhausted. But just hanging out every day and we like different things, but we both try and make it a point to try and like those things for each other. So we have more in common. Like he loves video games and documentaries. I play video games and I'll watch them with him. I like scary movies and board games. He watches those and plays them with me. It's just making an effort every day and choosing to because we love to make each other happy. But there's just this peace every day in our household. Even when we annoy each other, we still manage to not stay angry long and make each other laugh really hard. It's just easy. I was just saying how much I loved it back to her and... She responded, I'm a big advocate for marriage, especially at our ages of 27 and 31. We were married almost two years now, so I feel like for people in our age range, it's still frowned upon and so negative in our society. So thank you for wanting to share. Marriage is honestly the most beautiful and best decision I've ever made. And yes, it's okay if it gets boring every now and then, but that's the fun part. Y'all both learn how to entertain each other and make each other laugh and put effort into that. There's also just a level of trust, honesty, respect, fun, and great communication that we have made a point to have in our marriage. We both definitely don't believe in soulmates just because we did not like each other when we met each other at our job, but we both are believers and felt like God was slowly nudging away the hurt in our hearts to accept each other at that time. Oh, I love that. We became better people who were meant to love and care for one another. We weren't looking for a relationship or wanted it at the time, but boy, am I glad we took the chance. He is my best friend and my best honey lover. Haha. Also my biggest toot of a guy. I'm sure that's an inside joke. Also, we did say that divorce was never an option for us ever and will never be used as a hurtful comeback in arguments. We are sticking this out and we know we will only continue to grow more and more every day going on two years of marriage. But I'm just glad I can share parts of the beautiful things marriage can bring people. So if you have any more questions, please feel free to ask. I don't mind at all. Also, my husband's advice is that you have to pick on each other every day because we do and we love each other even more for it. I'm just obsessed with that. And I think it's a really great example, especially them. Like they got married two years ago, but they're still, in my eyes, a younger couple. And I just love how it strengthened them. And I think, like I said before, I just keep getting like negative connotations of marriage or it feels like your single life is over and blah, blah, blah. But I just think that is a really inspiring message and note and something that you don't you don't get to hear every day. So this podcast is all about sharing. So I absolutely wanted to share her message and her words and wanted to thank her for them because I just thought they were beautiful. And hopefully that inspires someone out there to know that that exists and that it's possible beyond just relationships into a deeper love that they seem to have found in their marriage and something that they're continuing to develop over time. And I love the little tidbits of just like making fun of each other and supporting each other no matter what, whether that's the little things or just doing what each other likes to do. Because I think in anything to make it work, it's going to take effort and love and care. But when it's real, it's easier. And that's what makes it matter. That's what makes things last. And I think she was just a prime example of that. So maybe that this will help someone out there. It definitely helps me as I'm thinking about next steps in my life, like marriage. We'll see um, when that happens. But I just wanted to make sure I shared that with all of you. So thank you to her and to him. I'm not going to say their names um, for sending me that message. I absolutely loved it. So today's episode, guys, is super uplifting, very insightful. I love getting the behind the scenes of reality TV, and I love everything that Jessica had to say. So please enjoy this one. Make sure that you share it with a Big Brother fan, reality TV fan, maybe someone that needs that marriage message that I just read, literally anyone. I so much appreciate it. 
And if you could give us a five-star review, it helps me to grow and share this amazing message that I hope to get out to so many of you. As always, guys, make sure that you like the podcast before you go so that you get notified of new episodes of Something to Share every Wednesday. So without further ado, guys, here is Jessica. Jessica, I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome to the podcast. I think you're the first big brother person that I've had on here. So I'm honored to have you. Welcome. How are you? Thank you for having me. I am honored that I am your first. (laughs) I'm doing really good. Good. So you live in Chicago, right? I do. I do. It's a little, it's a little crazy right now. We're gearing up for Lollapalooza. So uh, it's, yeah, it's, I'm really excited. I'm going tomorrow. So wish me luck. That it it, 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 yeah, it can get. I mean, it's the first time, you know, first festival since you know, since the pandemic. So, obviously, it's like very cautious, but at the same time, there's so many people right now. Mm -hmm. It's a a little surreal. This sounds like it'll be really exciting because it's you get to finally be around people. And I feel like music festivals that's a good sign that music festivals are coming back. We're getting back into the swing of arts and all that stuff. So that makes me happy to hear that that's happening. Um, Before we jump into like all of the interview stuff that I have for you, I ask this to everyone. I ask someone to bring an interesting object, something with a funny backstory, maybe something from their nightstand. And I know I threw this at you last second, but anything that you have to share with us today? (laughs) Well, I don't have it with me right now, but um, I'm not a very, um, I, I don't carry a lot of materialistic things. Like I I'm very, very basic, but mm. I'm I'm gonna have to say my fanny pack. And I know that sounds so weird. I was wearing fanny packs. It happened right after Big Brother. Um, you know, being in the house for so long and we were, you know, kind of secluded for 99 days. Um, I never had to carry anything in my life. Like, oh yeah, well, not in my life, but during that time span, yeah. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't carrying anything. And coming out of the house, I was always forgetting stuff, like constantly forgetting everything. Really? And I was like, so my husband's like, you're just gonna have to glue it on you. Like you, so you, you can't. You, I would forget my purses in places. I would forget mm. my phone. I would do all this, and he's just like, we're just gonna have to fanny pack you. Yeah. So it's like, so that is just kind of one of those things. Like I can't wear it everywhere. Obviously I've tried to find really nice fanny packs, you know, with dresses that just don't go. I'm like, okay, I I can't make this work. But (laughs) for the majority of the time, you will always see me with a fanny pack always. Wow. (laughs) That's like your signature accessory now. I love that you have that. It is. I'm just really happy that they're still in style somewhat and you can still buy very different types of fanny packs. But, you know, I found them to be just amazing for everything. Like why have a purse and you can have, you know, a bedazzled fanny pack. There you go. Yeah. And luckily they're making them very chic now. There's like designers making fanny packs. And I've seen people do like the crossbody version of it, which I'm kind of into. So it's not like around the waist. Um, That's hilarious because I actually forgot about that fact because I was on The Bachelor and I forgot about the fact that I would just be like, here's my lip gloss. Thank you. Take it. Or I'd be like, can you grab my makeup bag? Exactly. I would just hand it to someone. The amount of lip glosses that I lost in that month that I was there is kind of upsetting. Um, But you would just like hand your stuff to someone because you can't have it on camera. Yeah. And then 
no one you'd never had to carry a bag. I forgot about exactly. How nice that was. It was always so nice. Like it, anything I ever needed was like a few steps away. You know, I never had to worry about leaving something. It was always there, you know? Mm -hmm. So my husband wasn't having it when I got home because he's not my personal assistant. He has told me this quite a few times. So he's like, Benny pack for you. You have to be brought back down to earth every so often after going. Exactly. Um, I'm actually like brings up a question I have because I, on bachelor, we can only bring two suitcases with us because if we travel, we can't be like carrying around too much. Did you guys have rules for the house and what you could bring and what you could not bring? Same, same. It was, um, we had, it was one big suitcase and then Mm -hmm. one carry on if, if anything. So that that's all, that's all that we had and everything was like screened. So they even took some stuff away from us. Right. So they would go through our whole luggage and everything. And it was, um, it was quite the experience. They took a lot of my cute stuff. Cause they said that like, it just wouldn't read well, you know, on camera and we're like, Oh, that's an, that's unfortunate. You know, you couldn't wear like stuff with logos or um, I see some people, some people might have like sayings on their shirts, but they kind of like limit that too. So yeah. Yeah. We have the same thing. Like you can't have certain logos at some points. If we still had the logo, they would put like black tape over it. So it would just cover up whatever it was. And yeah, they did the same thing where they take your suitcase and they kind of rummage through everything. Some people try to have burner phones and those were taken away or random little things. Yeah. They were creative. People were creative on your season, (laughs) like burner phones. Let me go get myself a burner phone. (laughs) Just in case I want to call home. But um, also we couldn't we had like a hotel period where we stayed in the hotel for like four days before going on to the show. And from what I've talked to other like reality people, that seems like the same process as Big Brother. Are you in a hotel by yourself for a little bit before you go on? Or is it just kind of like, boom, you're in the house, you're there? How does that no, Um, No, we were actually sequestered for quite, for quite some time. Some of us a little bit longer than others. I think mm-hmm. I was sequestered for a good four or five days beforehand in the hotel, like by ourselves. Um, obviously we had no, um, communication to the outside world. So our phones were taken. Um, we didn't, we couldn't watch like TV or we didn't have the internet. So we were only Mm -hmm. like provided like these little CD. I didn't even know they made those anymore. Like those, uh, CD, um, players that had Uh the little mini screens you just open it up you pop in a cd so they would yeah so we would have to check out cds of like what we wanted to watch so we couldn't we i mean yeah so we were it was very limited but um yeah we guys had it worse than we did (laughs) (laughs) well yeah well i think it's it's mainly because because it's a well i mean in the same case you you are as well but i guess you know you know who is the bachelor is or yeah right at, at least at, know at who the bachelor point, is, yeah. you at least know who the bachelor is with us it was just like complete you could not know who was going into the house mm-hmm. um because it would just kind of maybe taint you know how you would view them before that makes sense uh, yeah before you're playing the game and obviously the whole game is to to cut people out so it's yes yeah. So they wanted to keep it they wanted to keep it as professional as possible I guess or as clean slate as possible. That makes sense. And I never thought of it like that. But yeah, they and it's been on for so long that they've just run a tight ship and they got it. Absolutely. They have that down to a T. They they definitely do. I mean, we were blindfolded, 
you know, going in there. And even, yeah. And even when we were introduced, we, all of us had handlers and none of us were able to talk. Like, even though there were people right next to us, it would be like, no talking, no talking. Like it it was a, it was a tight ship. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's impressive. Wow. What an experience. Um, (laughs) It's kind of surreal. Yeah, I definitely want to get more into that in a little bit. But I also have one more question I ask every single person that comes on here. Anything that you want to share that's kind of been on your heart, your mind, anything you've been thinking about lately? It could be very random or special, anything that's kind of been on your heart. You know what? Actually, yes, because this has happened. Like, um, I, I've been watching, I've been um, going through a lot of uh, friends' Instagrams, and just like a lot of people have been advocating for women's health. And I feel like that's such an important thing right now. I just came back from like a 16 hour trip to the ER with my sister. Um, not, not myself, but, you know, uh, to be supportive for my sister. And I just realized how much women need to advocate for themselves and we don't do it enough. Like we, Mm -hmm. we don't, I, I'm not quite sure if it's because we are, you know, naturally, uh, taking care of others. Like maybe, you know, we're so nurturing to others that we tend to put ourselves in the back burner, you know, and because of that, I just like, I've seen so many women, you know, who have had problems due to like cysts, you know, ovarian cysts or have not checked themselves and gone to the doctor because they're just so busy with their regular normal lives. They're running a household. They're, they're entrepreneurs. There's so many of these, uh, we're all so, so strong and so powerful, but we tend to put ourselves in the back burner. So I was just, I was just thinking about this the other day and I'm just like, it is so important to take care of ourselves. And I know that's hard, but, but that's also a part of self-care. Like self-care isn't just like the facial masks and the, and the massages and all of that. It's sometimes really looking into ourselves and saying like, I love myself enough to take myself to the doctor, to get that checkup, to not let doctors say, Hey, you're okay. Just because your blood pressure is fine and your blood count is okay. You know what I mean? Um, to really advocate for yourself, say when you're not feeling well really be honest with yourself so that you can be better for the people that you are trying to take care of, you know? Yeah. So that was like one of the things that have been on my mind, like randomly. I love that you had that reminder and I hope that your sister's doing okay. And yeah, because it's so easy for us to forget. So like we see all the like lovely Instagram self-care versions of like doing my makeup and like having a nice latte and getting the massages, but it's not the same as like doing the regular yearly checkups and like making sure your body's running okay. And we're not just like pushing ourselves to our limits every single day. I know we all have like, especially women, we have strong goals and also trying to balance all these other things that are happening simultaneously. But then we kind of push those things to the back burner. And I did that like a few, a couple years ago. I didn't have insurance at the time because I was moving cities. And then I just ended up not going to the doctor forever. But if I had just gone earlier, the doctor was like really cool about working it out. So just things that hold us back from just like taking care of ourselves and just how that can honestly save people's lives sometimes where like you go that one time and like you just, you feeling tired, you kind of brushed off, but it could have been something bigger or it could be. Exactly. 
Exactly. And that's exactly what and my sister is doing. Great. Thank you for asking. She is running her own business. She's a mother of two and she wasn't feeling well and it, it, she was getting dizzy and she was trying to power walk through it because she had a grand opening. She had this, she had that, she had the other. She's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And I said, no, we need, we need to take care of you now because you don't look well. And, and it took somebody else to tell that. To, yeah. to, and sometimes it does. It takes somebody else to tell you that because you feel like we can power through this. We can do it, you know? Um, and it, it's like, no, we, we need to take that self-care and say the self-care sometimes is being on the phone for an hour to try to get an appointment with your gynecologist or, you know, it's, it's sometimes the stuff that doesn't, that kind of sucks. Right. Yeah, and we, it's and fun. it's, it's not fun, but sometimes, but that to me is considered self-care too. And we need to, and we need to take care of that. I'm so sorry if you hear like, uh, um, my little niece is kind of <laughs> no, <laughs> running around fine. in the background. It's totally fine. I'm more than okay about it. Um, yeah, I just, again, I love that reminder because it, it can also, even when you're busy like that, you'd be like, okay, well, I'll, I'll schedule that in a month when I get through this time. When I And you can keep pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off. But there's those like little, I think Oprah called them like little whispers that turn into like bigger whispers that turn into yes. like a sh- a shouting um, if you continue to ignore them. So absolutely. Thank you for that reminder. Um, amazing. Well, I want to get into kind of your time on the show. Um, I used to watch Big Brother all the time. And by I, I had talked to um, her name is Morgan from she was on Big Brother, but it was like the internet version. And then I got a little bit more back into it. Over the to top. Her. Yeah. Yeah. And then now talking to you, I'm, I'm like remembering how much I loved the show because it's so fun. And I was just reading through the rules again online because there's so many like terms and rules and uh, so many things that go into this game. But I just want to go back to the beginning for you. Like what made you want to go on the show? Were you a fan? Like what kind of drew you to Big Brother? I was um I was a fan. It was kind of really surreal the way it worked out for me. It was um so I've been watching since season 10. So and we're on season uh 23 right now, right? So yeah. it's been roughly like a little over 10 years. Obviously, I've watched it. I love gaming. I love the strategy component of it. I was um but I never really saw a, a house guest. Um, that quite looked like me. Right. And and when I mean quite look like me, I mean, like I, you know, I'm a plus size woman. Um, and, and I noticed that a lot of the females that were on there, uh, you know, were, were relatively thin and, and I'm always about diversity. I want mm-hmm. to see like a good, uh, diverse representation of people. I would love to be able to see people like me perform because I think there's like the stigma of plus size women and what we can and cannot do. And at that point I had ran a marathon, uh, a half marathon wow. rather. Um, I had ran a half marathon. I had, um, I had just gone through my mother, um, kind of going through breast cancer. So I was like on this mission of just like, I, I want to be able to kind of tell my story. I want to be a representative, a representation of maybe women that don't see themselves in the media. And um, while I was actually uh, filming my, uh, the audition, the audition tape, I ended up getting a call from one of the uh, from one of the casting directors um, saying, hey, have you ever heard of a show called Big Brother? We'd like to talk to you to see if maybe you would like to be on the show. So it was literally on the day that I was recording to to submit. And so I was like, oh, this is like divine timing. This is this means that like what I'm trying to do 
it's kind of at the right place at the right time type of situation. Uh Um, Yeah. And then of course, you know, it wasn't like easy peasy, but you know, you still have to go through of various amounts of, you know, yeah. auditions and, you know, different uh, calls and finals and uh, a ton of stuff. But yeah, then I made it. And I think that ultimately it was the passion of just like how, like why I wanted to be on the show. A, like, yes, uh-huh. I want to win and I want to win the money. But at the same time, like I want to be that representation of women that I don't see. And I think it's very important for the media to portray different, different types of people you know, and not always see just like the cookie cutter. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I am so happy that you had the bravery to put yourself out there because it's never easy to go on TV. But you it seems like you had this purpose behind it. And you clearly were like reminded from the universe almost immediately that it was kind of meant to be by them reaching out to you. I can't even believe the fact that you were recording your video and then someone reached out to you directly that same day. It's like kind of wild that it worked out like that, but it's one of those like meant to be moments that I love to hear about. But yeah, I'm wondering then for you, knowing that you got on the show and knowing you were probably one of the first people of like the full figured and I'm sure that there's been other Latina people on the show, but you were representing this like did you have any like thought process or mindset then knowing that how you wanted to go onto the show more than just how you wanted to play the game like representing that on tv was there any like thought about that before you went on oh absolutely absolutely and I think that that also kind of it it kind of hinders the gaming process because here you have you have different reasons as to why people are on this show right Mm -hmm. um some of them are strictly just to play the game and play a cut a cutthroat uh you know game i'm gonna win no matter what Mm -hmm. and here i was like i want to win but i also want to be a good representation so i was very mindful of like how I, not so much as how I want to be portrayed, because I think that it, you know, with a show where it's like 24 seven live access and, and feeds, like my personality is going to show and, and whatever, it, whatever is going to show, it's going to show. Right. But, um, but I also, I'm not like a super cutthroat. I rather be hated you know, and win than, than be loved and lose, you know? And it's not that I wanted to be loved, whether you love me or you hate me that, I mean, nobody can really control that. Right. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that my, that my morals stood very, very in truth to what, to what I was playing. Yeah. Um, and I realized I was like, wow, (laughs) I didn't want this. Like there's times where you do not get along with these, you know, with, with the individuals that you're in the house with, but I was very mindful to still try to keep it as respect, you know, as respectful as possible. And that was hard. Yeah. That was a, that, that's a hard, a hard thing. Cause, cause the game can get pretty nasty. Mm -hmm. So, but I did come in hoping yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and some people take competition very seriously. They're competitive, they're aggressive, they're, you know, and other people um, take things very personally. Um, and the game, there's no right or wrong way to play the game. There are no rules. Mm-hmm. So you just have, you have your own rules. You have your own like ethical and moral rules of how you play, you know, and then everybody else is there to watch and criticize, which is fun. That's so fun. (laughs) It's another added element. 
Did you feel like the pressure of that? Because I'm just re- relating to my own experience because I am half Asian and I was on a season um, on TV where there was two other Asian girls and one of the other Asian girls went home night one and then it was just me. So looking at that, I was like, okay, I'm the Asian girl here. I have to represent that. So I almost feel like I was. Tr- I tried to be myself as much as I could, but I almost held back a little bit just because I wanted to be like the best version of myself. I didn't want to show I didn't want to misrepresent that to other people because I felt the pressure of that. Did you feel that at all? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was there was so much pressure. There was pressure for me to um, as a plus size woman, there was pressure for me to perform well and not look lazy mm-hmm. um, because that is the the stereotype. Mm-hmm. The stereotype is like that big girl can't is, is going to lose at every competition, you know, and that's what I didn't want to happen. You know, I wanted to prove that I am a competitor, that I'm not just sitting on my, you know, on my butt and like not doing anything. You know, I, I do, I go to spin class. I, I am very active woman. Um, this just happens to be the body that I, you know, that I have, you know, and I work at that. But and I'm okay with it. And I wanted to show that you can be big and you can be confident yeah. and you can be and and you can work that. It's not always being ashamed of my body. Mm-hmm. I was wearing I was wearing the bikinis. I was wearing the you know the the cute outfits. No, I wanted no. to show you know women that they didn't have to hide. They didn't feel like they had to hide their bodies. And I also, as a Latina, it, it was hard because yeah, I was one of the like I mean in my season, unfortunately it was back to back to back. So like, I mean, the first four people were minorities that got, that would, that would get, you know, kicked off. And so that was hard. And, and, you know, like it, it's kind of like you, you find similarities and you, you kind of gravitate towards people with similarities, whether it's because they're from the same hometown, whether they, they share the same culture, yeah. whether they share that. And I didn't have, I didn't have that. Yeah. There was nobody who was from Chicago, let alone plus size, let alone Latina. So I felt like there was a big responsibility there in trying to not get evicted fast and, and, and try and to be smart and strategic. And sometimes that was me shutting my mouth when I really wanted to speak, you know, it's, 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 it's a very hard, (laughs) hard game. Yeah. I mean, that game is hard enough, but when you have those added factors of the fact that you're trying to do your best to represent not only yourself the best, but also what you as a person represent, there's like the pressure of the game and competing. And then there's the pressure that you put on yourself. And then there's the pressure of cameras and you guys have the extra pressure because you're being watched 24 seven, which is a whole other element to that show that I can't even imagine. I would say like then looking back at your time, because from what I've seen and like what people have said about you, you represent yourself very well. And it seems like you did all the things that you kind of set out to do. And I'm just really impressed that you were able to do that with the stakes being so high. Do you feel like you, you did what everything that you could? Would you have played it any differently if you had the chance to go back now that you have kind of paved the way for other full-figured women? Is there anything else that you would have like done differently or do you think still needs to be changed about the show? There's always room for improvement, right? I think that um, right now, what the difference is, is the fact that when I was on the show, there wasn't as much as of a diverse representation. Um, and I think the show right now is really trying to to fix that. You know, um, there are definitely more now 
more more diversity on this show than there ever was. And that makes me happy. I really hope that they keep it up because we're now seeing a type of a, a show that, that has just a little bit more, more substance, you know, and there's more gameplay and there's more, I mean, everything's so much more, I think respectful and it's just like a, a, an amazing thing to watch. And I'm, I'm hoping like right now there is a plus size man on the show and the age ranges are, are diverse. Of course, they're not as, as old as I, I would prefer because I think that it, it works well when there's just like all age ranges. I'm not sure if I, if like I, I paved the way. What I think that I did was I had a lot of people look at me and see someone who kind of took that jump so that it maybe motivated them to also apply. And if that was the case, uh, then that's amazing. And that's all that I want is to be able to inspire somebody because it is never easy to um, be that first person Mm -hmm. and to jump in at something, knowing that you're going to be criticized, you know, you're going to be loved just as much as you're going to be hated. And that's just something as when you go on TV as a reality personality that you kind of had to come to deal you to terms with, like nobody is ever going to love you 100%. And so we have to kind of take the good with the bad, right? And I knew coming in that that was something that I was going to have to deal with and and have the courage to be able to do that. And if it was just so that two people could say, I, you know, you motivated me to do this. And now I'm applying mm-hmm. to, to go on the show, or I'm, you know, taking the jump to wear that swimsuit, or I'm going to, or I, yeah. uh, you encourage me to love myself a little bit more and, and get out there and start dating, you know, any of those things is like, that's, that's mm-hmm. really all I could hope for. That's amazing. Yeah. And the, the whole premise of the show is it is a social experiment. So it would make sense to have diverse people in all aspects, ages, race, sizes, every type of background. So I'm I like that there you help them push that envelope a little bit more and that they're continuing to kind of break that down. And I'm seeing that all across kind of reality TV now as um, things are shifting, which is awesome. I have another question to you about how important is it for other people to see someone that looks like them on TV? Like how important is that? And how have you seen that kind of effect since you've been off the show? Like, have you gotten messages from people on how that you have helped them or anything like that? Oh yeah. That I, f- I think that is so important. I think that, uh, you know, America being the melting pot as, you know, as we are called different cultures of different races, I think it's insanely important to be able to show that in the media and to not just showcase one standard form of beauty, um, mainly because when you don't see someone like yourself, you start mm-hmm. to wonder, like, what is wrong with me? You know, and to me, I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with anybody. We're all individuals. We should not all look the same. We should not all act the same. We are all, you know, beautiful in our own in our own right. And the fact that the rep- and when I say representation of, of like all sorts, it's not, you know, it's just not thin or, or, you know, it's not just thin, big, it's, you know, it's, it's age diversity, it's race diversity, it's culture diversity, it's, you know, all of these different, you know, gender diversity, like all of this, mm-hmm. it's just like all inclusive to, to have that type to, to be able to see someone that looks like you, it a makes you think, 
wow, this is possible. So what you're doing is something that I've been thinking about doing, but I haven't seen anybody do it. So I don't know how to start. I don't know where to go. I didn't know it was even possible. You know, I'm a plus size model and I didn't know until I was in my mid twenties that that was even something that I can do as, as a job, you know, that I could do that as a profession. You know, I went into something completely different and then saw someone that looked like me that I could see myself as. And I said, oh my God, they're like, I could, Mm -hmm. I could totally do this because I see someone who looks like me doing it. And I think that that's, that's so important, you know, in, in all aspects, you know, when you see someone like yourself winning a gold medal in an Olympic and you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that. I completely agree. It's one of those things like seeing is believing and being able to see it, whether that's like on Instagram or if it's on TV, like you did just having the like mirror neurons almost be like, oh, they can do it. I can do it. I think that's really cool that you were that for, I'm sure, a lot of people. Um, I wanted to ask you about kind of your journey with this like body acceptance because I think everyone struggles with this in some regard and always. And I'm just wondering kind of what your journey with um, body acceptance and getting to the place that seems you are now very like confident and like proud of who you are and just representing um, that so fully and with the work that you do. So how, what was your process kind of getting to this place that you are now that seems like very confident? Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I also believe that confidence is just, it's a daily, it's a, it's a daily journey. You know, it's not like you get, you have confidence and you, you keep it for the rest of your life. It's definitely a practice just like anything else. And when you don't practice it for a while, you kind of lose it. Right. So I think Mm -hmm. that that's kind of how it is. My, my whole body acceptance journey has happened really since I was really young. I've always been, you know, the chubby kid. I was always the bigger friend out of all of my friends. And when I say like bigger and I'm, it's it's not it wasn't like significantly you know significantly bigger but I'm talking about if we're we're looking at sizes like I would have friends uh like where I would be like the biggest person in in the room but that it's kind of like comparing like someone who was like in high school a double zero and I was a size 12 right so obviously if I'm if you're comparing yourself to a double zero and you're a size 12 then and you're you're literally the biggest person but you're not in general, like the biggest person. So I understand like all of us go through, no matter what size you are, we go through um, this type of journey with body acceptance because ultimately I think what society tells us through media is that you need to look a certain way. And this is why it became so important for me to be that, like that change or, or that, that person to say, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I look like. And that's okay. And I'm okay with that because as I was trying to earlier on in my teen years, trying to look like, like my sister or my best friends, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and then getting older and realizing that what makes me different is what makes me unique. It's what also makes me beautiful. You know, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be someone who may not like what you're trying to strive to, like, it's all a personal preference, right? So, but that was kind of the big takeaway for me. There was an aha moment. It wasn't, even in high school, I, I was probably during college where, you know, I fell in love and that person was so unconditionally loving and it takes time. 
it, it takes being around a community of people, around people that support you. You know, your vibe is your tribe kind of saying, if you're going to be around toxic people, people who are always looking at themselves in a very a materialistic or a vain way, then you're always going to look at yourself and compare yourself to those people. I was really adamant about kind of changing my environment and making sure that I was also around women who were insanely confident in themselves. And, you know, and those were different groups that that I had not been a part of, you know, it was very refreshing to be around some women that didn't always look in the mirror and say, I, I look fat, you know, I feel Mm -hmm. fat. And those, those two words, like, I don't register them in my, in my psyche because the feeling of fat does not exist. There's no, Mm -hmm. like fat is not a feeling, right? So, so it's more so our, our relationship with our words and, Mm -hmm. and me learning, um, about maybe the things that I was doing that was damaging to my body through all the diet fads and all of these things in order to look a certain way that media told me to look like. And I think Mm -hmm. that as, um, as time goes along, there's more representation of that, right? And now there's this whole body positive acceptance. And because of these things that are on social media and on TV, women are now starting to have a healthier relationship with their body and know that it's not about whether you're fat or you're thin. It's about to me, it's more about how do you feel in your, you know, how do you feel? Not are you healthy? Like, do you like you work out for health reasons to, to gain strength, not to fit mm-hmm. into a size four gene, you know, like that's how I look at my journey. Anybody, and you don't have to be a bigger person. You don't have to be plus size to have to go through that. Like everybody's gained weight. Everybody's lost weight. So many people, so many women, you know, majority have gone on sad diets, have tried to, to, to lose the 10 pounds to, to fit into, you know, a bridesmaid's dress or a wedding dress mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. It's always just kind of like you go back to kind of think about just appearance and yeah. um yeah and i just i i didn't want to be for lack of a better term a slave to that anymore like i wanted to be able to enjoy myself at the beach with friends with a cocktail versus always thinking oh my god i look so horrible in this outfit people are looking at me like blah 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 because at the end of the day you take pictures and you went back when you thought you were you looked a certain way then you look at them and you're like I looked yeah. I looked amazing what was I thinking like yeah. what would it you know what I mean so it's always kind of like you know carpe diem sees the day and that's just mm-hmm. just where I'm at right now and it's and it's a journey and it's still a journey. Some days you're going to not yeah. feel that way and that's okay. And you give yourself grace and you say, yeah, you know, that's it. Yeah. I love all of that you just said. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's almost like a form of self-sabotage when you're just constantly thinking about that. And it just, it takes away from so many other aspects of your life. Cause you're just constantly focused on that. And when you can relieve that it's opening up so many other doors. And for I love that you said you found a community of women that you could relate to or didn't speak negatively about themselves and how you were able to see that differently than for how you talked about your body and talked to yourself. And I think that if you can't find that 
as women, you can find it on social media for people like you or people on TV, just like find the people that can kind of lead you into a different way of looking at yourself, which is really absolutely amazing. Absolutely. What do you say to someone that's like in the struggle of it or still working through it right now, not to a place where you are with this confidence, but just like in the middle of like the trying to get to that place of better and not overwhelmed by negative thoughts. I would say in that case, like, congratulations, you're doing it. You're, you put yourself in a position where you are trying, you're very cognizant of where you are. You are trying to make changes as long as you're very, very aware that sometimes there are just voices in your head. It's it's years and years of conditioning, you know, that we need to unteach ourselves, right? These these are words um, that we're not used to saying to ourselves, and and it kind of goes back to the whole, you know, self you know, self-love and self-care, you know, we are our own advocates, yeah. right? We, we, it, it's not waiting until someone loves us and, and society telling us that we're beautiful. It's us really doing the work within ourselves and saying that we are, and we deserve and, and regardless of age, shape, race, size, like none of that, like it is, I deserve this. I'm worth it. And it takes some time, but the, the affirmations, like if you keep on saying it, I truly believe that you begin to, you begin to believe it. And it is true. You know, there's not one standard form of beautiful uh, other than what media tells you there is, but everybody deserves love. Everybody deserves to be loved. And there's also just a ton of everybody goes through it too. You know, even the most beautiful that you would think are the most beautiful women get heartbroken. Don't find love. You know, um, they have their own issues, right? Um, we see it all the time, especially in, in like on shows, you see all of these shows like love Island, even the bachelor bachelorette, beautiful people get their hearts broken every day. They go through not being, you know, not being wanted. And and somehow we internalize that as us not being good enough. But like, I always say, congratulations, you're doing, you're doing the work. And like the most important thing is for you to, to love yourself and love that, that process that you're doing. Because once you do, the people who love the fact that you love yourself will show up. Like that is just a thing. Like you will start attracting people because the most beautiful woman who has the most horrible self-esteem is not going to be loved because she does not love herself. You know what I mean? So if you like, it's kind of like I say, I watch RuPaul all the time, but it's like, if you don't, if if you can't love yourself, how are you going to get someone else to or something? Can I get an amen? You know, it's just like, yeah. And that's the whole idea. The whole idea is just like, is like, you got to love yourself first. So it's a process. It's not a next day thing, you know? And as we get older, I honestly feel as, especially with women, as we get older, we get tired of feeling the same way. And we get, we always look for change and we always look for, and we always, I feel like self-acceptance is a lot easier as you get older, you know, because you have less tolerance for stuff. You realize that you don't like the same type of men that you used to, that you're tired of like the same like going through the same cycles. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. And it it takes time. Yeah. (laughs) I agree with everything you just said and loved every second of it. Um, 
Yeah. It's just that I couldn't get the RuPaul. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was in there. <laughs> we got it. All the time. I don't know. <laughs> I think I have one more question on that because you brought this up earlier, the idea of like still being healthy and full figured because I think there's so much like negativeness around this and like there's different connotations like, oh, you can't be healthy if you're full figured and you clearly are. You are able to run a half marathon. I cannot run at all. And I work out all the time. So like just just kind of break down that stigma for us because I see it all the time just within scrolling through social media and things like that. Yeah. I mean, um, I think it's absolutely ludicrous that people could look at a body and determine whether it's healthy or not just by looking at it. It's not true. Is Could it be the case? Absolutely. Is it always the case? Absolutely not. You know, so... The, the idea behind being, you know, big and healthy, um, whether that is some like for me, that that's what I strive to. Um, but I also don't believe that 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 that's the only way you deserve respect. Like each and every individual deserves respect, whether you're skinny, whether you're fat, whether you're healthy or whether you're not, you know, um, you still deserve the love. You still still deserve whatever you to wear, whatever you want to wear, say what you want to say, as long as you're being respectful to others. I think that, that that is a fundamental right that each and every individual has. All of us have it. Um, but when it comes to the, the healthy stigma, yeah, I think that when you're comparing it, it's almost like apples to oranges because because the thing is, is that nobody looks at a skinny person and says, oh, that person looks unhealthy, mm-hmm. you know, very, very seldomly, like you would have to look very extreme opposite and for someone to say that, yeah. you know, but they could be like people that you see in the on TV and you wouldn't know if they had an eating disorder. You wouldn't know if they, you know, if they only eat one meal a day, you don't know anything about their health. Like you cannot, the fact that people look at uh, plus size women, fat women, because it is, you know, there, there is such thing as fat women. Like there are women that are taking over that, that word and saying, yes, I'm fat. And so what, you Mm -hmm. know, um, but you cannot judge me and and tell me that I'm unhealthy if you haven't sat there yeah. and been in a doctor with me, yeah. you know, and 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 seen my chart mm-hmm. and it and and it's also none of anybody's business because either even so, I still deserve to be represented. I still deserve to wear the cute clothes that I want to wear. I still get to you know find love and be loved. It's uh, none of that means that you can't do any of that, right? And yeah. I think that's just it's it's a way to just normalize it and say like, they are humans. We are humans, just like everybody else. You have people that have been on shows that are, that are like the example of fit that have had heart attacks. Mm -hmm. And like you have, you know, thin people that have diabetes, Mm -hmm. you have all of these things. And for people to only associate it with being fat Mm -hmm. is, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, and, and there's of course always exemptions to the role. Can a fat person be unhealthy? Yes. But a fat person can also be healthy, Mm -hmm. just like a thin person can be healthy and a thin person can be unhealthy. It, 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 there's no one does more than the other. And that's always going to be a fight, you know, and and that's, that's what we always try to, to show is that just because I look a certain way, doesn't mean I can't 
compete, that I don't go to spin, that I don't like work out, but mm-hmm. I also don't want to be condemned for having a margarita in my hand yeah. or That's eating, totally you know, or, or, or eating a hot dog at a baseball game or doing anything like that, you know, <laughs> because nobody thinks twice when someone that isn't over, you mm-hmm. know, overweight or plus size or whatever the case may be. So that's kind of just, that's always the fight. Right. And, yeah. um, and that's, that's the good fight that we're, <laughs> that, that we're trying to, I mean, I'm not saying going to say win because it's, it's, it's been happening since forever in a day, but at least a little bit more representation in that sense, a little bit more yeah. awareness. You're a perfect example of that. And I think Thank that's you. incredible that you do what you do and what you represent. And I was like stalking your social media earlier and just like love everything that you put out. So <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank I'm, you. I just have two final questions uh, just yeah. kind of wrap us up and then we'll be off. Um, I asked this to kind of everyone. So Jessica, what do you want to or what do you hope to be remembered by? Whether that's from TV or just like in life, what do you hope to be remembered by? I guess I would want to be remembered as someone who just lived her life unapologetically and inspired someone to do something, you know, not everybody to do something, but yeah, I would love to be remembered as a good, kind-hearted person who, who cared, you know, about people and really wanted representation and diversity in all aspects. Like that's, that's really all that I, I could wish for. Like when, when they say, oh, I remember Jess, like she was like a really good person and she really inspired me to do something. That's all I really want. I love that. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like, I like that you said it doesn't have to be like millions of people. It could just be like one or two people and that that still matters and it's still making a huge difference. Last question. Uh, you've shared a lot of like great advice and great like tidbits. Any last piece of advice? It could be related to what we talked about or just something random to leave my audience with. You know what? At the moment when you think that all is last seriously, it shall pass. And things are only in the moment. Go and try to be as unapologetically you as you can. And don't beat yourself up for it. You know, just just live, live your life. Be be respectful, be kind and and try to love yourself as much as possible, because you are the only version of you. There's nobody else like you. You're not going to be anybody else. So love you in the now. Don't worry about later and don't worry about your past. Just, you know, live life now. I love it. Um, Jessica, where can everyone find you? Social media, all of that good stuff. Yeah, it's, um, I have my Twitter and my Instagram. It is both the same handles. It's at J Milagros plus PLUS. I'm, I'm pretty active on both uh, Instagram and Twitter. And then I also recap uh, Big Brother shows on YouTube. It's called, I'm a, I'm a host of a YouTube channel called Girl Let's Agree to Disagree. And we talk about um, Big Brother, the current season right now. And we also have Love Island recaps. We also yeah. recap The Bachelor. We, we didn't do, the last one was Matt's season, but um, we are going to be picking up, I believe, Michelle's season coming up. Fine. So we will be recapping that as well. So if you like, that. yeah, if you like reality TV and you want a good, you know, you want a good recap, then yeah, definitely come on over on YouTube. Girl, let's create a disagree. Amazing. I will link all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much. So fun. Thank you so much for being here and for being incredible. Um, I had a blast. Thank you, Sydney. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I love talking about it. 
that is it for me today you guys thank you so much for being here and for listening before you go make sure that you rate review and follow as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode and one thing you can share in the meantime this podcast obviously send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at something to share podcast on instagram and i'll see you next wednesday